Welcome to the Brand Boom Podcast, where we discover trends and share tips and stories from the savviest retail brands. My guest today is Mary Vallarta. She's the founder of Fab Council, a consultant to fashion brands. And we're going to be talking about how to get your brand into stores today. How's it going, Mary? Everything's going great. Thank you for having me here. We're so excited to have you here. Now, I really want to um, get to you know, know you a little better because I know that our audience is excited to hear um, what Fab Council is, what you do, what kind of work you guys do with your clients, and kind of like what their profile is. Okay, let me start with my background. I worked in fashion retail buying since I was 22 years old, basically fresh out of college. I started being an assistant buyer at Macy's, um, and that's where I gained a lot of my knowledge in the retail space because they have a really great training program, and the buyers that I worked with at the time were such great teachers, and I wouldn't be who I am today definitely without that program in terms of my career. And I moved from companies to companies for a bit. I went to BCBG, worked there in the buying offices again, and then landed at Metropark where I stayed for a bit of a time. And then after Metropark, I worked at BB. From working at different companies, I was able to work on different departments. So I was able to do fashion accessories and women's t-shirts and dresses and tops. So I got a really great sense of the the way apparel is merchandised, bought, same thing with accessories. And I was able to also make a lot of different connections with so many different vendors and brands. And then while I was at BB, I started wanting to have more creative freedom. And I really realized at that point how much I loved working with people. So I started doing part-time free consulting for different independent brands just because I really liked that part of it. And I and and I saw the, the gap or the void in the industry where a lot of the new designers or new fashion entrepreneurs coming in have a creative side to them. That's usually not the problem. Mm -hmm. The problem usually comes in when they don't realize or understand how to take things to market, how to make it sellable, how to package it correctly, what goes through a buyer's mind or a retailer's mind. So that's what I would sort of talk to them about. And then word started getting around And I started charging people for it. I went from part-time to full-time in January 2012 and started Fab Council. Fab Council stands for Fashion and Business Council. And what it is, is that it's a support and resource for fashion entrepreneurs. It's great to hear that it comes from a place where you feel super passionate about, um, which is, you know, from all your work experience and working with these, you know, brands and entrepreneurs who are really creative and but but may lack some of the business acumen that you have accumulated over the years to actually take their business to the next level. Usually for your clients that kind of reach out to you, what stage are they in um, in, you know, building the brand or their business? It depends. A lot of them come from the stage of not having launched yet. They are in the process of launching and they always tell me, I just want to make sure that I'm doing things right. Mm. So I don't want to make huge mistakes and then try to fix them and end up spending more money or spending more time. So that's one group of customers or clients that come to me. Um, Another group are clients that have 
unknowingly tested out their concept because a lot of them don't even understand that word test or minimum viable product Mm -hmm. until I tell them that that's what you've done. So I do have clients who've gone out, tested their concept, and now they Mm -hmm. come to me and say, I want to make this into a business now because I see that it has worked. So that's one group. And then there's another group of clients who come to me that's been around for a while, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. one, two years. Um, And in within that group, half of that group might be doing great but they don't know how to move past those growing pains um, so that their business can expand. And then the other half are the people who unfortunately are not doing so great, but they don't understand what they're doing, what they need to improve, I should say. So I work with them on figuring out what is it that we need to change? What is working so that we can do more of that? What is not working so we can take that out and replace it with something else? Typically. Gosh, I've worked with so many different types of companies. I typically I work with obviously designers, retailers, whether it's brick and mortar or online. Um, and I've also worked with an influencer marketing platform, how to make it useful for brands who are looking right. to work for influencers. So Brand Boom actually have a lot of these like um, type one and two customers that you kind of mentioned mm-hmm. earlier when you were discussing the type of client um, profile that you have, which are people who are kind of in the concept phase and they're probably getting their samples ready and yes. they're thinking about getting, you know, into potentially retail stores. Um, and, and some people might have, you know, like you said, launched their MVP already. They're starting to get some orders in from, you know, retailers that might want to carry their brand. And they're thinking about, you know, scaling. But they're still kind of in this, you know, first year, you know, mm-hmm. out of, um, just launch type of phase. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have, you know you know, thousands of these brands that are using Brand Boom. And if they're listening right now, I think one of their biggest questions for someone like you who have so so much experience working with brands like them and also having your, you know, buying background, the biggest question is, you know, what is the fastest and most effective way to get, you know, a new brand or a new fashion line into stores? The fastest way is to have proven sales. And the reason why I know it's kind of like a catch 22. I'm a new brand, right? right? Where are the sales coming from? (laughs) Where are the sales coming from, right? And that's why I always tell my clients or even just people who are inquiring, Mm -hmm. it's so important for you not to rely just on wholesale, but try to sell your brand directly to customers. You can at least tell the buyer or the retailer Mm -hmm. information about how much sales you've accumulated thus far. And then you can tell them information about what really are your best sellers, you know, what are some of the most popular styles that people like. Buyers want proof that your products are going to sell. That's what will drive us to do that. If you don't have sales, another type of advantage that you can get is having some type of social following also Mm -hmm. will help. So if you have a thriving, you know, Instagram account, um, that's something that can also prove that there's a demand for for your brand, for what you're selling, even if your sales aren't that big yet because you're you're still new. But if you have a good, sizable, interactive 
Instagram following or some type of social following, that can also help. But I always tell my clients, um, especially in this type of retail climate, Mm -hmm. buyers are always looking for some type of reassurance that what you're going to what you're going to sell to them will sell at their stores. So if you can prove that you already have sales from this type of customer demographic that matches their customer demographic, then it's going to be a lot easier sell for them to buy. Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you point out two different ways of approaching it, which is, you know, like if you want to get into stores and make sure you have some kind of, you know, direct to consumer sales channel, I mean, opening a Shopify store is very easy these days. So like Mm -hmm. get that going. And then of course the social following, which is um, social proof that people are resonating or at least engaging with your product. Yes. At least engaging. Yes. And I always tell brands like, do not buy followers, (laughs) do not buy anything because people aren't stupid. They're going to see that if you have Mm -hmm. 80,000 followers and you only have a hundred likes, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. And it also doesn't make sense for your brand to be so new, but then you have 100,000 followers on Instagram mm. already. Something's mm. kind of up there. So, you know, the just be authentic. Exactly. So just, just be authentic with what you're presenting. Just give the buyer a reason to buy your line. Got it. Now, I have been chatting with a lot of our brands and even, you know, buyers who are also using Brand Boom platform to obviously review products from, you know, brands that are on our platform. And the recent stories that I've been hearing is that, you know, 20 years ago, I'm sure you know yourself, trade shows are really the way... Yeah. You know, for new brands to be discovered by buyers because they, you know, the company totally. send buyers there and, you know, they have a budget to go for these like large, like these like Macy's and Sears. Yeah. And all. These days, um, when I talk to both the brands and the buyers, they kind of talk about how trade shows feels like they're dying. There's really no actual budget to attend. Not a lot of buyers are going there anymore. So, you know, from, you know, just from your expert point of view, what do you think about trade show in this retail climate? I think that it can be worth it if a brand is strategic and how they use trade shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell my clients before they commit to any trade show, walk it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it will allow you to see if that trade show is even good for your brand. Mm. Um, And it also allow you to see the different areas of the trade show so that you can determine where you want to be placed. Um, That's also really important Mm -hmm. is where you get placed in the trade show. So that's number one. Um, Number two, trade shows are expensive, especially for new brands, which is why I always tell my clients, If you're going to invest money in a trade show, make sure that you have a plan, right? If you have a plan to make that money back, if you're going to miss it. Some some brands have capital behind them. So they go to a trade show, not necessarily to get orders, but maybe just to be seen by the right right people. So that's fine. If that's your strategy, great. But if you're the type of brand who really has to see a return on that, create a plan on how you're going to get buyers to your booth. Because just because buyers are going to be walking around doesn't mean that they're going to stop at your booth. So you have to come up with a way, a plan to get them there. Um, I always suggest 
make appointments, make appointments mm-hmm. ahead of time. Don't just go there thinking that traffic is going to send people to your booth. If you don't have any appointments, think about other ways that you can get people there. Nowadays, a lot of bloggers, a lot of influencers come to the trade show. So look mm-hmm. up who's going to be there. And and that's basically what I tell my clients is trade shows can be profitable or it can be useful depending on how strategic you can be to use them. But nowadays, because of technology, trade mm-hmm. shows have gotten a little, I want to say... It's not necessary, basically. Mm. It's not as necessary as it was back then because now you can basically hit up a retailer on Instagram, you know, and and possibly get a response or you could email them or you can go to their store even if it's a boutique. So there's a lot less need for going to a trade show as looking at it as a way as you have to go there as a new brand. You really don't. Um, you can be creative in other ways to get to different retailers. Um, but I, I feel like trade shows still do have a lot of relevancy in our mm-hmm. industry. You know, buyers still go. A lot of the big brands still do um, attend trade shows like Project and mm-hmm. Liberty and Magic and all that. So I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. I feel like it's going to go into a different transition of what the trade shows are going to look like in the next few years. It totally makes sense. You know, like um, it's it's really important, you know, from, you know, personally speaking, from, you know, working with all these brands, you know, on Brand Boom to, to kind of see them diversifying yeah. their tactics and, you know, make sure that they pick the one that works mm-hmm. for them. There's really no silver bullet at no. the end of the day. Um, but, you know, making sure that you understand how to distribute resources potentially, right? I, exactly. And a lot of the times when you're, when you, you know, strike a deal with um, the large retailers, you're probably going to be maybe even just breaking even. Yeah. Um, you probably have to give them a discount, but potentially down the road because they give you so much exposure, it's exactly. like a return on your investment. Usually when you do meet new accounts, it doesn't mean that they're only going to buy once. They buy once during that season. But if you do a good job nurturing that relationship and delivering what you said you would deliver, you know, that trade show could end up making you a lot of money down the future. That one trade show because you met six new accounts there. And those are six accounts that you could potentially keep selling to forever. So that's another benefit. You basically get to be in front of retailers that you might not have gotten in front of without that trade show. So Mary, because we have so many options now with technology, trade shows still exist, you know, so you can do that. Like you said, you can hit them up on email. And I, and I can't believe people are now also doing business on Instagram. Yeah, they are hearing that a lot and a lot. So for you, if, if I'm a brand that is on a tight budget and, you know, I am just one or two person strong trying to make this happen for me. Yeah. Um, if, if they come to you and I'm sitting down buying you coffee, like what is that one piece of advice that you would give me? One piece of advice to get my brand going. It could be more than one. (laughs) Okay. I'm trying to choose one. (laughs) The first thing that I would say is listen to your customers and the way customers speak is through sales. I always tell my clients that because your sales will tell you what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. 
And if you pay attention to that, you'll always know the new type of styles that you should create, the next colors that you should come up with, the silhouette that you should keep, the updates that you should make. Aside from sales, obviously, customers will sometimes write you email or, you know, tweet you. Those are also golden nuggets for you to pay attention to. So really paying attention to what your customers say because they're basically your focus group. Know what they like, know what they want, and also balance that with your expertise. Sometimes people don't know what they want, and it's your job as the brand owner as the leader to basically Mm -hmm. show them what they could potentially, what could potentially make their lives better. Because as a fashion brand, you're not just selling a piece of clothing or a piece of jewelry, you're selling a feeling and you're, you're solving a person's problem to feel something or look a certain way. So if you come up with something new, something fresh, something exciting that is very relevant to your customer demographic, that's amazing. The first thing that came into your mind, which is speaking through sales, is really yeah. important because, you know, design is, you know, sometimes very, you know, subjective. So um, coming from a creative background, I know myself, you know, I have certain, you know, aesthetics, you know, um, preferences, but not everyone feels the same way. So just because you design something that you hold very dear to your heart, it may not translate into sales. So being able to iterate on top of that continuously until you, you know, unlock that, you know, sales channel and then listen for why they resonated with one versus the other will really help, I think, unlock um, that Uh, whole thing together. Yeah, I agree. Can I add another thing yeah, now that you absolutely. spoke? You reminded me of something that I really want to say. To really grow your brand, you also have to take time to really build systems around mm. it. Without systems, you're not going to be able to scale any type of business, whether it's fashion, food, whatever you're working in. And the reason why is because without systems, you're not going to be able to train additional people to help you fulfill future orders for new customers. Your employees have to know how things are done. Information cannot live in your mind. You have to be able to create efficient ways to perform different tasks so that you are able to produce your goods efficiently with the best margins possible. So everything that you do as a company you should know that process and you should be able to translate that to whomever you hire. If there is no process for something, you're going to be needed to do that then. That means that it's going to be really hard for you to even leave your company or your business for even a day. I always tell my clients that it's like, if you leave for a week, will your company survive? Right? Will it thrive or will it just fall to pieces? And if it it, and if you say it'll fall to pieces, then you don't have a business yet. So if if you really want to grow your brand, you know, scale your business, then you have to be able to have systems in place for it to scale. You have to create a foundation for it to grow. So that's that's probably one of the biggest pieces that really does affect how a business can scale. 
I love it. And that is really, really, really amazing advice for all of our listeners um, out there. Um, and, you know, it's actually why we created Brand Boob to help you have a system in place um, in the beginning. So, you know, hearing you, Mary, kind of reiterate that um, is, is absolutely, you know, 100% on point. Mary, this has been such a pleasure. Anyone, you know, who's listening that wants to get in touch with you or your team, they can just visit your website, um, fabcouncil.com. Yes. Is that correct? And yeah, thank you so, so much for joining me today on this podcast. Um, I, I personally have so many more questions for you. I'm sure our <laughs> um, listeners do too, but I'll let them you know, reach out to you directly if they have yeah. any of those questions because they have brands and you could probably um, be really, really good in coaching them from yeah. all the experience that you've had. So again, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, find me on fabcouncil.com. We have videos, blog posts, online courses, coaching programs, and consulting. So if any of your listeners need support in launching or growing their fashion businesses, don't hesitate to contact us. Sounds good. So anyone listening, please go check Mary out over there. And um, that's it for our Brand Boom podcast for today. Visit us on SoundCloud for new episodes and go to brandboom.com for all the notes and more. I'm Amy Joe, and thanks again for listening.